You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 17th. 2020. Happy St. Patrick's Day. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about one of the big questions that the Magic will face when when they come out of the hiatus uh, uh, as far as building their team back up with the likely return of Evan Fournier. We'll talk about why this isn't necessarily the negative that some people think it is and, and how the Magic can make it a true positive indeed. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert that knows their team best. No matter which team you're looking for, whether it's in the NBA, MLB, NFL, college, or NHL 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. For instance, want the lowdown on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers free agency moves as they keep Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul? Check out Locked On Buccaneers on the NFL Podcast Network. Plus, we've got great national podcasts as well in Locked On NBA, Rejecting the Screen, the Hollinger and Duncan NBA Show, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Even though all the sports leagues are on hiatus, we are still giving you great daily content to get you through uh, and give you your sports fix. No matter which sport it is, again, you can find a Locked On podcast. Or you just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. I know I promised we would talk basketball, and we will indeed talk basketball here on this episode, but I would be remiss if I did not mention the big news of the day coming from the Orlando Magic's camp. The announcement that they will donate or they will they have pledged up to two million dollars to support worker support uh, arena workers as well as hourly and uh, part time workers for the Orlando Magic, Lakeland Magic, and Orlando Solar Bears. This is a, a an incredibly generous and and gi- gigantic contribution the Magic are making to workers in Central Florida and to, to people who work for the team that are. Losing vital income while the leagues are on hiatus. Now the ECHL season, of course, canceled at this point, um, as well as um, the Lake, uh, as well as the G League appearing on its way to being canceled as well. Um, this was, you know, maybe not to this dollar amount that was expected, but it was certainly expected the Magic would do something, and it's good to hear them publicly say, as as I think a lot of people were calling them to more publicly uh, announce their plans, to publicly say that they are forming a compensation fund. Uh, to provide for these workers. Uh, the Magic also announcing that several players, um, with John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com reporting that Nikola Vucevic, uh, Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon among them, uh, ask, asking the team how they can help and contributing finan- some, some funds themselves to support these workers and these people that help make the teams operate as well as make the games more enjoyable. Um, I, I went into greater detail on this yesterday. It is the absolute right thing to do. Um, I, I did feel like people were were piling on the team a little too quickly um, because I, I did feel like uh, the Magic, like everyone else, had to kind of figure things out, get their feet under them before making a more formal announcement. And obviously, the DeVos family is making a, a very generous donation or a very generous um, uh, contribution to workers in Central Florida. And like I said... 
you know, I know people who work for the Magic. Um, you know, I've, I've I've talked to a lot of them, and not just players and and, and staff, just people behind the scenes as well. And the the one word that I've always heard about working for the Magic is is it is truly a family. It is a family business, uh, and and they do treat their from everything I understand, they do treat their employees like family. And so, I I never had a doubt that the DeVos family and the Orlando Magic would step up to make this kind of a contribution, to make this kind of a step to support the arena workers and support the support staff and and the part-time workers who are very much out of a job because of our, our battle for against the coronavirus. Um this was completely expected and, and I'm glad to to you know to finally see uh you know I, I think a lot of people are glad to see uh, this public announcement just just as a performative act um but I never doubted that that, that magic would do something like this. Uh, if I'm not mistaken the 2 million dollars is, is certainly one of the larger amounts that that we've seen out there, I, I'm not. I don't think it's worth comparing. I don't think we should compare teams to one another. But the Magic certainly ha- appear to have gone above and beyond. Now, obviously, there's still a, a long way to go here. Um, you know, we you know we had the, the president come out and say that his re- that the White House's recommendation is no groups, no social gatherings of larger than ten people for at least the next two weeks as we try to attack this virus head on. Um, and and trying to slow the spread, you know, to the point, you know, again, we're trying to flatten the curve. Um, and, and so everyone does have to do their part. Um, you know, that there is an election on Tuesday. The, the, the state of Florida is going forward with the prim- presidential primary elections. I know in Orange County um, that they're, they're taking precautions to try and minimize contact and, and, and make, uh, make the election process as, as safe as possible, as possible for everyone. Um, certainly some debate whether, whether Florida should postpone their elections or not um, for, for the presidential primary. Uh, but I, I would I would advise everyone again, you know, I, 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 I hesitate to advise anything because I, I'm not an expert, um, but social isolation is key here. Our social distance is key here. It is key to minimize your contacts with, with people for now uh, to, to slow the spread in case you are a carrier. There are asymptomatic carriers out there. Um, you know, I, I personally don't think you should completely upend your life, but don't go to areas where there's large gatherings, you know, limit those contacts, limit those points of contact, um, at, at all costs. If you can stay in, stay in. Um, otherwise, you know, again, limit, limit your exposure to, to the outside world at this point. Um, but again, the big news coming from the Orlando Magic, they have pledged a, pledged up to $2 million to a compensation fund to support arena workers, to support part-time workers for the teams, the Orlando Magic, the Orlando Solar Bears, and the Lakeland Magic, um, stepping up to help those who are going to be most in need uh, after the, or during this hiatus. And, and certainly, it, it is something that 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 is long overdue for the Orlando Magic and and and, and absolutely needed in this in this time. one refrain that has popped up uh, as, as the Magic went to their hiatus and 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 kind of wrapped this part of the season, at, at least. The Magic on a three-game win streak, there is one common element that I think a lot of fans would point to, and, and an element that does feel like it's going to be inevitable that they'll have to deal with more permanently after the season ends. 
The Magic are indeed 4-0 without Evan Fournier, and that is maybe not causation, certainly correlation, and it's correlation that no one can ignore. For better or for worse, there are plenty of fans who believe that Evan Fournier is at the root of all the, of a lot of the team's problems. Um, you know, I, I, I don't sub- quite subscribe to that, but I'll concede a few points here coming up in a moment. I think that's preposterous. Evan Fournier is one of the better players on the team. He's a shooter that defenses respect. The problem is not with Evan Fournier and, and his ability to score. because He is a great scorer and an efficient scorer. Shooting 40%, he's been one of the most consistent offensive players all year. The Magic are not in the playoffs without him. But I do think that there is a point to some of this. At the end of the day, to me, bad teams are rarely bad because they don't have talent. Maybe they don't have the top-end talent, but they have talent. Bad teams are usually bad because they use their talent in ways that do not optimize them. And if there's one thing that I think most of us can agree about this Magic team, it's that... They haven't been optimized. We see more potential in this Magic team than they've shown on the court. And honestly, this three-game win streak, with or without Fournier, this the stretch where the, Ma- the stretch the Magic used to close into the hiatus with several wins and impressive wins and the top offense in the league since the since the All Star break. What we are seeing is essentially the team realizing some of that potential by changing the way they play a little bit. And while, yes, the Magic beat the Lakers without Evan Fournier and and then won these past three games without Evan Fournier, it is not necessarily that Fournier doesn't fit this vision. The Orlando Magic had an incredible run. Since the All-Star break, they have the league's best offensive rating, scoring 117.8 points per 100 possessions. They were 27th in the league before then, with a 105.5 offensive rating. They were scoring nearly 13 points per 100 possessions better. So something's clearly clicked. Something has clearly changed. And really, really, that's the pace at which they play. Really, That's getting the ball up the court more and getting into the offense faster. It's a tweak that was something the Magic had to do and something that maybe took a little longer to do than it should have. And frankly, the way things work when Evan Fournier is out of the lineup is at least a part of this equation. With Evan Fournier out of the lineup, different guys have to step up and play more of the primary scoring role. Especially Markel Fultz. And Fultz has a tendency to pick the pace up. He wants to get up, up the floor quickly. He wants to get into the offense quicker. Evan Fournier, when he is the primary playmaker, when he is the guy kind of driving the offense, he tends to wait a beat. He doesn't have the speed to go after guys, so he needs to use positioning and picks to get himself free. And doing that slows the offense down. It's a recognition. It's, it's, it's setting up a screen. It's, there's so many things that have to happen that we don't honestly notice all the time. And Fournier is adept at these things, but not top-end good. And so, yes, I am more than willing to concede that 
When Evan Fournier is on the ball, when he has the primary playmaking role, the game slows down a little bit more. Fournier is fifth on the team in assists per game with 3.2 per game. It's a pretty good number for him, actually. But he's second on the team with a 23.8% usage rate. This essentially means the ball's in Fournier's hands a lot, and he's more than likely looking to set up his own shot. And again, takes him, to- takes him a while to get the positioning and to get the angles that he likes to attack. I've always said this about Evan Fournier, though. He is a good outside shooter. He is good at attacking rotations. And so really, Evan Fournier should be playing more off the ball than perhaps he really is this season. Fewer isolations, fewer pick and rolls. Not that he's bad at pick and rolls, not that he should completely eliminate them, but the ball shouldn't be moving through Fournier. It should be moving to him. Really, Markel Fultz and Aaron Gordon, especially with Gordon kind of being revelatory as a passer since the All-Star break, he's up around five, six assists per game. Playing through those two guys gives the team a greater dynamic offensively, uh, an ability to pick up their half-court pace. It's not about number of possessions per 48 minutes. It's about picking up their half-court pace and getting into their sets quicker. The last three games before the hiatus, again, without Fournier, the Magic played at a pace of 102.8 possessions per 48 minutes. For the season, they're at 98.7. So again, four possessions per 48 minutes, four possessions per game. That's eight points right there. The difference between 102 and 110 are eight potential points, I should say. And that difference is very big. With Fournier in the game this season, the Magic play at a pace of 99.9 possessions per 48 minutes. So, higher than their season average. But when he's off the floor, they play at 100.5. Small difference, but important nonetheless. The team plays at a faster pace with only James Ennis and Aaron Gordon on the floor than when Evan Fournier is off the floor. Pace is not everything. That, that, that number doesn't describe everything with pace. But what this is really about, whatever form the season takes when the Magic get back, what this is really about is getting the most out of Evan Fournier. And he's had a fantastic season. 18.8 points per game. 47% shooting from the field. 41% shooting from beyond the arc. But the problem with the Magic and their, and their offense specifically this season is the way they have used their pieces. We can go look at Aaron Gordon, for instance. Trying to get him as a post-up guy, as a as an attacker off the dribble. Not using him as a screener, not using him as cuts. We can all see these are clearly easy fixes to get the Magic offense moving and to optimize Aaron Gordon a little bit more. Nikola Vucevic shooting more threes this year than he ever has before. Losing that post presence, losing that post, that post, post-up option has really hurt the team. They don't have the same attackers and drivers and cutters to take advantage of the extra space that Vucevic would create, and he hasn't shot well enough to warrant the defense's attention. They want him shooting threes. And so a lot of the issues the Magic have faced this year, and again, Steve Clifford is a brilliant coach. He's done a 
wonderful job with the Magic's defense. He has done yeoman's work to keep this team competitive. That's, that's, that's really important, to keep this team competitive. He's done a really good job nonetheless. But he hasn't gotten the most out of this roster. And I think that's, that's abundantly clear. And, you know, I, 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 my criticism would be he has maybe overthought some of, the, some of the mistakes that were made in the playoffs, trying to fix mistakes that were made in the playoffs and sacrificed things that worked in the regular season. Not counting maybe on experience and, and smaller tweaks to get the magic over the hump. I think that, that, that certainly I think the magic went too far in one direction. Um, especially with the emphasis on outside shooting, um, that this team wasn't quite equipped for. Again, especially with some of the free agency decisions that they made. So again, when the Magic get back to work, again, it's going to be a little while, they will have Evan Fournier back. Fournier sprained a ligament in his elbow. The next eight weeks, whatever it's going to end up being, will give him ample time to return. We can talk about who else might be back, Jonathan Isaac, uh, at a later date when we get closer to actually playing basketball. Who knows? But for sure, Evan Fournier will be back in the lineup when the Magic resume play, whenever that is. And certainly Orlando hopes that the momentum that they entered the hiatus, that they entered the suspension with, continues. That they're able to keep this role going. It's going to be hard. There's got to be a mini training camp. That's going to help too. So whatever form that takes, whatever preparation the Magic have to do, they have to make sure they keep playing this style. Fast-paced, through Fultz, through Gordon. And use Fourier as the weapon he was always meant to be. Someone who will attack off the dribble, off against rotations, will hit outside shots, will run the occasional pick and roll, but is making quick, decisive actions against rotating defenses rather than being the guy that's initiating to begin with. The biggest adjustment the Magic always had in their back pocket that has took them so long to fully unleash was to give the ball to Markel Fultzmore. Let him really run this offense. That trust has grown throughout the season, and I have no doubt that that trust is going to continue to be there when the Magic resume play, and, and certainly heading into next season. And that is going to, honestly, to me, that's going to make Evan Fournier an even more dangerous weapon. This is going to put Fournier in a role that he is much better suited to thrive in than the one that he was already succeeding in, individually at least. When the Magic get back, it's about optimizing roles. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. They just have to be better at spinning it. That's good to do for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_md. Find the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget to check out the Locked on Fantasy Basketball 
while the fantasy basketball seasons are all on hold, actually, I, I'm in a super intense league where our fantasy basketball season actually just begun. It, it, it's it's a long explanation. I don't have the time to go into it. Um, but lots of fantasy basketball de- leagues dealing with the fallout of the suspension. What happens to playoffs? What happens to champions? What happens to money? These are the conversations that they're having on Locked On Fantasy Basketball, how to handle all this stuff. Josh Lloyd talks to Dan Besbury of HoopBall. I've been on Dan's podcast before, friend of the show about the NBA shutdown, how to handle fantasy leagues, and the biggest surprises and disappointments of the season. You can find that on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast wherever you download podcasts today. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Be safe, be healthy. If you feel comfortable, go out and vote on Tuesday, if you're in Florida at least. Um, We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.